Welcome to the Campus Women's Ministry Podcast. This ministry is devoted to producing women after God's own heart and interceding for the society around us. Listen as Prophetess Zipporah Crown shares insights into God's word. I pray this podcast ministers to you. So what did God, why did God take Nigeria from the woman, the man to create the woman? To create what? Marriage. Sexual feelings are because the two share the same body. Sex is physical, but it has spiritual connotations. Because your spirit lives in the body. Your soul too is in the body. When somebody is attracted to a male is attracted to a woman, what is their the end? What is the end of that attraction? What what do they how do they want to? What is it that the end, the final conclusion of the attraction? What is it? Sex. True or false? And what is sex? The male and the female want to join their merge their bodies together. Is that not it? Why? That was the force that was released when God took material from the man to create the woman. When he saw her, he said, wow, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She belongs to me. She's part of me. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. That was the release of marital force. So God took material from the man's body just to create a physical attraction between the two sexes called what? Sexual attraction. Then God put prescribed laws to govern it. Marriage. Because the man contributed, the male too must contribute in order to have access to the woman. If you don't, you are dislodging, you are dis, you are dislodging creational forces and they'll start fighting you. Because that is the basic creational material thread for sex and family life. If you don't pay dowry like Adam did, Adam didn't own anything. What he owned was his body. So God took off his body. You can't sleep with a woman free of charge. If you don't pay physically to the parents, not to the woman herself, because she did not create herself. And the parents are God's representative. Because God, the process of creating God did to Adam. He has now relegated that to parents. It's they who do it on God's behalf. Are you getting it? They create, they sculpture you in the womb by, on God's behalf. So you pay the payment to the parents, not to the woman. If you sleep and you pay it to her, it's prostitution. The two of you, it's a perversion and an abomination. In the spirit realm, it's robbery. It's what? The woman, you are an accomplice of an armed robber. The man is a robber. The woman, you are an accomplice to a robber. And the Bible says the accomplice of a thief, in Proverbs, is his own worst enemy. If he confesses, the courts will get him. If he keeps quiet to God will punish him. So let's be careful. The youth are dying because the Bible says they are breaking the eternal covenants and they are dislodging the ordinances. The earth moved is regulated by laws. Bishop Oedipo said that God gave you sense so that you can have some rest. Please know that there are automatic laws that operate certain systems in creation. If you break them, 
there's no excuse. Let's say fire. For example, fire. Does fire recognize child or adult? Does fire know pastor or a sinner? Eh? The fire is coming. This is a child. It levels all. Because fire has what? An automatic assignment. Burn all that is combustible. Finish. No, fire doesn't make any excuses, no provisos, no exceptions. There are laws like that in nature. Are you with me? So these natural laws, if you break them, they break you. If you do what? For example, the body is supposed to have some hours of rest per diem. You may suspend that for an emergency and a fusion, but if you keep at it, if you won't rest the body, I'm quoting when you put again. He said, if you not rest the body, the body will lay you to rest. So these are some of the natural laws you have to be given. And there are things that others can do for you. There are things that you must do for yourself. Whether you are sick, you are a baby, you are... Can you drink medicine on someone's behalf? You love, oh darling, you are suffering, oh you are sick, I don't want to add to your trouble, this stuff is bitter. So let me just swallow it on your behalf. Brooke, you swallow it. <laughs> it, it doesn't work like that. Are you getting it? There are natural laws. You, you break them, they break you. And one of those natural laws that we should be careful about, may God grant us grace, is sex. Because it was woven into the very fabric of creation, if you break it, it will break you. Sex is not, was not created for fun, for releasing tension, and as a hobby. Sex is sacred because it's the channel of creation of human beings after the image and likeness of God. Did you notice that God did not even create Eve in front of Adam after taking the material? The Bible said he went and created the man and brought her to the man. Sex is not a spectator act. It's sacred. It's secret. David said, you saw my form when I was formed in the secret place, in the depths of the earth. There are certain acts the sexual act is one of them that are prophetically synonymous to strange places. One is the most holy place in the sanctuary. The next is the depths of the Red Sea. Be careful. The marital bed is a place of one of the most holy places in nature. One of the most holy places in the universe is the marital bed. Sex. The Bible equates it to the depths of the sea and to the most holy place and to the depths of the earth. He calls it that. David said, you saw my form whilst I was formed in the depths of the earth. Psalm 136. Why is he saying the depths of the earth? Psalm 139, right? The depths of the earth. What has, was he formed in the depths of the earth? What is he talking about? Be careful. Look, the Bible says all other sins a man commits are outside the body. But he that sins sexually is what? Sins against his body. It also says that he that is joined to a harlot, and a harlot is anybody who grants a sexual favor. Uh, Rahab was not a prostitute. She was an innkeeper. 
But because innkeepers deal with all men and sometimes grand central, they label them as harlots. A harlot is anybody who gives sexual favors. Now, the Bible says he that is joined to an harlot is one body with her. You have formed a bond. It's recognized. Prophetically, you have formed a bond. That is what we talk about, soul ties. And the Bible says that a man who goes about sleeping with women, he has no marriage. The Bible says you have turned your life into a loaf of bread. It means everybody is breaking a piece of you. Because when you do a sexual act, the man loses part of his essence. The woman gains part of his essence. That's why the woman, the Bible says that she has so tight, so many deposits. You, you confuse, you distort your soul. Do you notice that when you have sex or you become emotionally attached to somebody or you do bad things, you, the person looks different to you. You feel emotionally different about the person. The Bible said they were naked and not ashamed. God took material in, from the man's body to create a, sex, a, a, a natural bond, a bond of one flesh between them. So marriage, prophetically, is a bond of one flesh. That's why the Bible says that he that is joined to an harlot is one flesh with her one body. But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Hallelujah. So these are the two. It's time, so we'll stop. These are the two issues. Two out of the four, or even five issues. No, but one, the sequence of creation. The woman created after the man. Why? Why was she created after the man? Apart from, is it all about seniority? No. She was created after the man. Because, look, the things God was doing in the Garden of Eden, is we, because we are falling and we are only thinking naturally, that's why we are confused. He was, it, they were prophetic actions. The Bible tells us that the man carries the authority in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, from verse 2 or 3 or 4, thereabout. He said, the man carries the authority of who? Of Christ. And why did they say that the woman is the glory of the man? Because she's bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. The glory of your flesh dominion. She's the picture of it. The woman is God's image and likeness, but why should they describe her at the same time as the glory of man? Why does the Bible say that we are the glory of Christ? Because we are bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Did you notice that what they did to Adam before he got the woman is the same thing God did to Christ before he got the church? Pierce his side. But Adam donated flesh and bone. Christ donated blood and water. That is why he is spiritual and Adam's is what? physical. Because the life of the flesh is in where? In the blood. So let's note these things. The Bible is one book. No matter when and where it was written, it's one book. And who wrote it? It's one book. It's a funny library. A library of sisters' books. But they all talk the same talk. They may use different words, different imagery. It's one thing. The mind, the, why? Because the source of inspiration is one. So why? Because the man was coming as what? In the office of who? Christ. 
That's why Jesus is called second Adam in 1 Corinthians 15. They said the first Adam was of the earth, earthy. They didn't say earthly, earthy. It's an adjective, earthy. And then the second Adam is what? The Lord from heaven. And then when you go to Romans chapter 5, verse 14, it says what? Adam was a pattern of he who was to come. Are you getting it? So if Adam was a pattern of he who is to come, then he must be created first. Because the Bible says in Colossians 1, 15 to 18, that Christ must have preeminence in all things. He is the firstborn of creation. Are you getting it? So if Adam is coming in the office of Christ, then in everything, he must have the first place. Are you getting it? So these things were prophetic of the New Testament era. That's why the Bible says that God hid the church from Satan and the demons. They didn't know. That's why you see all prophecies about Christ, they are just in one tunnel vision, one line prophecies. You know, during the week I was sitting... Was I sitting? I was standing on my veranda. And the house faces the hills. The hills. The Aplaku hills. They call them Aplaku hills. And I was looking. Now, apparently, the branch I was seeing, I thought was a tree on top of, in the house on top. There are houses on top of the hill. I was just looking at them and daydreaming of the day I have a house on top of a hill. Then I'm like, oh, this man, he has so many trees in his house. Then I blinked. And I'm like, wait a minute. Can you believe that the tree was actually across the road? It wasn't so far away. And I'm like, ah, what happened? And God said, yes, this is what happened. Then the Holy Spirit spoke. He said, this is what happened to the prophet. Do you know that at a distance, things look this? like they are the same. Have you noticed? When you are in the air, international flights, you can't tell, but the domestic flights, Accra, Kumasi, Accra, Kamali, Accra, Kamali. How? By the time the plane levels, having to notice that you've crossed Nungwa, you are going, sometimes you see the set. You can even identify places. Meanwhile, Oh, when you are coming to land, you see, oh, this is Pinterest Road. All this is this. Meanwhile, it will take another 15 minutes before the plane touches the ground. Everywhere looks close. Have you noticed? And if you are in the air, the plane is not moving. It's as if you are stationary. Because nothing is moving. And then before you realize, you are rich. I was like, I was looking out the window. Ah, when this thing moved, right? I know it's moving at about... 700 or 600 miles, you know, kilometers per hour. But the planes, am I lying? It's like it's stationary. You can only hear the humming and then occasional clang, clang, finish. And now you are sitting there on a board, and then if you have somebody by you and want to bully the person, you start preaching hard, close your eyes. And then I said, oh, I better read something. I open my bag, I take out my Christian literature, and then cling clong, uh, please prepare for landing. Now I'm saying, what kind of joke is it? The first time I went to Kumasi on a flight, that was when Antrak. And I said, what kind of joke is this? I'm now settling in. Oh, 
30 minutes have passed, just now. I was glued to the window because that was the first time I was flying so low, seeing anything. Because this international flight, the zoom of and you are above the clouds. You can't see nothing, only clouds, boring. It's not even ice cream that you scoop something to eat. And you feel like, what will I do with my body for seven hours? But this one was seen. I could trace the botanic. Oh, so on the exercise book, all this logic you can see there. Ah. And by the time I, oh, we are landing. I said, oh, just now, I said, yeah, we are prepared to land Tamale. Oh. Everything looks close. When you see paintings in relief, do you see that it's like the two are When somebody is sitting far away, you think the person is sitting by. Well, as you are going, then you see that, hey, there's this time. The same thing the, prophet, the Spirit, Holy Spirit did to the prophets. They saw Christ's suffering and glory all in one straight line. And the Bible says, God hid the church age from the devil. So they saw up to the suffering. And then the, in the next sentence, talking about the glory. And it's like, ah, from the cross to the throne of what? And well, it happened to Joseph, so let's take it like that. And Paul said that the mystery that was kept hidden for ages. What is that mystery? The church age. You and I. Nobody knew that there will be 2,000 years and still counting of a period between Christ's suffering and resurrection. And his second, in other words, the second coming of Christ was hidden from all the prophets. It's not in the Bible. It's not in prophecy. Yes. That's why the Pharisees were laughing at him on the cross. <laughs> you who say you are the son of God glorified. Hey, you, you destroyed this temple and built it in three days. Oh yeah. Oh man, you better come down, let's believe you. <laughs> he healed others. He saved others. He can't save himself. Oh yeah, Messiah. You are not now from Nazareth. Ah, Nazareth of Galilee of the Gentiles. You say you are the Messiah. Pew! Come down. Oh, they teased me. The things they did. Sometimes I see them and I say, these rascals. I don't know if we will do any better. In our days, it would have been worse. Would have even been eating him on the cross. God forbid. It was all in one vision. So God said, do you see why you saw that tree in the person's house on the hilltop? Whereas the tree was just across the room. And he said, that is how prophecy behaved, the prophecies. They saw the first advent and the second advent all in one vision. The church age is the mystery that was hidden. The multifaceted mystery of the wisdom of God, hidden in prophecy, which Paul was given the privilege of teaching to the principalities and powers. Why was it? Why is the message about the church to the principalities and powers, not to us? Because they, do you know, anytime God speaks, they run ahead and go and do, do things to show us if they do, they know. So this time, God didn't say anything. So they didn't know. Because the Bible says if they had known, they would never have killed Christ. They would never have killed him. You get transient for Christ. Say you are sinless, so you can't die. Sister, if you look with the death of Christ, there's no other offering. The Bible says there's no sacrifice left for sin. So Christ Jesus. He is the firstborn of creation. When they read it in the Bible, they didn't understand. 
He's the Lord of creation, all this, all this, all this. They'll be arguing among them. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22. What does it mean? I was created before. It means Christ is not. Some people have formed the whole denomination around it. Christ is not God. He's an angel, an archangel that took on. You know the Jehovah Witness, that's what they believe in all those Whether it's archangel or Danudra. I need no other argument. I need no other proof. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. I need no other argument. I need no other belief. It is enough that Jesus died for listening to this message. Journey with us, read our daily posts, and connect with us on our other social media platforms as we study God's words and get to know His perspective on human issues. Until next time, stay blessed.